five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, we got a cute little commercial, just a 15 second one, appropriate for New Year's Eve. And here I'll describe what happens. So here's a house decorated with a snowman and with a big presence and all the trees decorated. And now they're putting up a wreath and they're putting all kinds of stuff on the house. All kinds of stuff and now the house collapses under the weight of it. It says know when to stop drinking. There's a happy limit to everything. Drink responsibly. I think that's a pretty good ad. And find out more at Drink iq.com i might have to look into that but i don't plan on going out on new year's eve anyway and i don't think we went out on christmas eve either anyway so i hope you enjoyed that little that little drip there there we go over to the real news okay and oops got to click on it okay so first i'm going to talk about ai for marketing you know another expansive title it's in Forbes, it's from Reb Debarian, and uh, it's a long article, and it says, How to Use the Power of AI for Marketing Success. And, you know, I'm hoping, as always, as always, I'm hoping for a great case study on how marketing, you know, a, a, a company was doing all kinds of testing and all kinds of analytics and had data and everything, but brought in AI and it lit things up and they got new markets and they got new ideas for products and all this stuff happened. I keep hoping for that kind of article. This isn't one of them. <laughs> so here's the evolution of marketing. I think, well, okay, I might learn something. A hundred years ago, People relied on, and it's pretty much marketers relied on paper flyers, newspaper ads, billboards, direct mail, and in-person interactions as a form of marketing to promote their business. In today's digital first landscape, marketing has become reliant, I love that word, reliant on the internet, social media, and online advertising. Yeah, because of pitches like this. You know, it's because they don't teach fundamentals of marketing in schools anymore. They all teach digital only, digital revolution, digital. Oh, anyway, marketing has evolved. Okay, you need to read more Mark Ritson. We're now in an era of digital revolution where marketing is completely dependent on consumers who dictate what content they want to receive. I want to know where that is that I can dictate what content I receive. Because I go over on Facebook and see stuff that I don't care about. I turn on, even Netflix now has commercials. You know, YouTube, I have premium, so I miss most of it. But every now and then, Facebook shoves stuff at me, right? And of course, there's always the junk mail that's coming in the mail. So, and most of the time, I can't really stop it, and there's no one to tell that I don't care about this at all. And the nice thing about digital, unlike mail, is you, it goes away if you ignore it. So I work hard, mentally, visually, to ignore digital. And 
my skill set is expanding and so is that of most consumers. There is no way to dictate what content I can receive in digital advertising. There's none at all. I stop at a stoplight and Waze pops up a digital ad for a restaurant or something local. Anyway, and you know, I look at it sometimes. I used to think I had to kill it or something, but I don't. Okay, so let's, so here um, we're going to go over some ways artificial intelligence. We're not even talking about digital here. We're talking about on top of digital, the artificial intelligence. This is this is almost hilarious. Okay, so the first thing is predictive marketing. Now I have to say, humbly, I was a I was a pioneer of machine learning and predictive modeling. We built our first predictive models in 1994, 1994 with the Hudson Bay Company, and the first ones in the mail in a real life and death situation with 5 million pieces being delivered, catalogs, thick catalogs for Cabela's. My goodness, that one was like, and worse yet, you know, we found out that the that in recency, frequency, and marketing, the cornerstone of modeling, really, the cornerstone of customer segmentation, at least, when we, when we ran the model for Cabela's, recency didn't come up and i called my friend tim maybe at uh at neiman marcus and i said tim recency isn't coming up in our model what does this mean and he said it means your model is broken this is in my book you might want to get my book i don't know where the book is it's behind me on the shelf somewhere anyway uh, it's even in paperback so i said well, wait, let's think about this a little bit. We were doing the fishing model for Cabela's. And uh, Cabela's was pulling the names. Our deadline was about de December 1st for a mailing in late January, almost two months of, of prep for the, printing, for the printer who was uh, Quad Graphics at the time. And um, <laughs> I started thinking, well, Who's buying? Who's the most recent buyers when you're pulling your names in November? And then it hit me because I live in Wisconsin and I know something about what's going on here as far as outdoor gear. Well, obviously, everybody's running around in, in uh, blaze orange. <laughs> so the most recent names are, are, no, they're not, the most recent names are hunters. In fact, Cabela's number one customer service complaint was, why do you send me all this hunting, all these hunting catalogs? Or why do you send me all these fishing catalogs? Because Jim and Dick hunted and fished and they decided everybody should, uh, probably does too. But you apply the fundamentals of segmentation and you get really backwards results. So you got to think it through. So don't let, don't tell me that, AI is going to solve everything for you. Anyway, so you predict future needs using historical data. It's almost a joke to call it predictive marketing because it's really historical analysis. And then you can draw your own conclusions about whether that's going to fit. And the problem is it might not fit unless you set up the time frames just right. Okay, so, but in a declarative statement, uh, using historical data models and statistics, imagine that, 
with a combination of AI solutions, predictive analytics delivers advanced insights to understand campaign effectiveness, predict future behaviors, and make better marketing decisions. Wow, there's a whole smorgasbord of benefits to AI. That's all we get on that one, predictive marketing. Well, I can tell you that Cabela's told us that they made an extra $2.5 million of profit on a mailing of 5 million pieces. That's an extra 50 cents. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's $2.5 million worked out to be really, really happy with us. And Dick Cabela let me pick any bow and arrow that I wanted in the catalog because he was tickled that we had done so well. And I, and you know, get the book. It's real case studies of applying this thing to the real world. We're going to, we're going to pry out one case study out of this. Okay. Predictive analytics also could be used to forecast customer behavior. Now, this is one of my pet peeves because in order to predict customer behavior, customer behavior has to be predictable. So think in your own head what you're going to buy next. Something you haven't thought of yet that you're really going to need. And we all know that we have bought things that we really like that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> right? So, like, I got this honey dispenser. It's real nice. It's got a little thumb thing on it. And the honey comes out the bottom. And then it stops it up so it doesn't leak. I never heard of such a thing. I got it as a Christmas present. And you could have maybe forecast that I've gotten interested in beekeeping. So maybe that would make sense. But I might already have one. And I put a post up on the beekeeper site. And they said, oh, those things leak. And then, you know, some people liked them. Some people didn't like them. It wasn't conclusive enough for anybody to go buy one, I don't think. And one person sent me a picture of a stick with the with the cuts in it that you twirl the honey on and pull it out of the jar and use that to put it on your toast. So, so you may not want one of those. And most beekeepers may not want one. But my daughter knew me, and so she got her predictive behavior together and got it figured out. But now I have one, and I'm probably not going to need another one. And the painful truth about this is that you can't predict you, much less me, with data that's months, if not years old, and, gen and generalized from census data that's now 10 years old, more than. It's just shut up. I get so sick of these articles. Uh, and it doesn't get any better from here. Target the right products. AI-based predictive analytics is a valuable tool to target prospective customers with the right products. You know, we were so tickled in 1994 when we were modeling the Hudson Bay. And we decided to model the travel, the people who bought expensive travel packages. And we found a correlation that was so solid you couldn't even imagine it. We found out that virtually everyone who bought a travel package had a high credit limit with the Hudson Bay credit card. And we just thought we had nailed it. It was it was like a perfect correlation. Everybody who had a 
had bought a travel package. So we said, well, let's just go to all the people who have high credit limits and we'll sell them travel. It's for sure. We called up the client, John Travis. Anyway, great man. And uh, and we called up John and we told him what we'd, we'd done. And he said, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but it doesn't work that way. It's it's not bi-directional. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, the travel packages are about $3,000. So, you know, when a person wants to buy one, we have to raise their credit limit because nobody has a credit limit that high probably to start with. So everybody that buys travel has a tra high credit limit, not the other way around. Causal direction is important, and correlation is not causation. Anyway, this stuff happens too often. What you really need is a data scientist, not an AI guy. Personalized recommendations. 80%, this is the closest thing. No, this is 80% of consumers would be more likely to buy from a brand if it offered a tailored experience. And that sounds like it makes sense, right? The consumer said, would you be more likely to buy something if you were in the market for it? Well, of course, yes, right? Does that mean we can predict what you're going to be in the market for? Of course not, because I don't know what I'm going to be in the market for. Myself, about myself, all the data I have on myself, I don't know, okay? So, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, if you ask a consumer, would you be more likely to buy something that you are looking to buy? Like Land's End emailed me a 50% off coupon, uh, which I showed you this earlier this week, that, uh, and I just threw it away. But they, they gave me a little postcard, 50% off. Well, I buy turtlenecks every year when they go on super sale. So, whoopee! I bought this turtleneck for $17.50 or something like that. I bought three of them. And so, yay, that's great. But they're not predicting me just because I bought turtle. I bought the fleece behind me. I didn't buy from Land's End because they don't have a purple fleece. They just don't have the product. They don't know what I want. I wanted a purple because I have a red and a blue and a navy and a black and, you know, probably a couple of more, but I was in the mood for purple. I don't know why. I had to find a new color, so I look good on TV. Anyway, <laughs> okay, chatbots. Now, here's where the really the wheels come off. Chatbots are one of the most exciting examples of AI in marketing. Never mind that you just told us up here that personalization is what everybody wants. They want stuff that matters to them. What's in it for me? It's the first rule of marketing I learned, WWIFM. What's in it for me? So we're going to do personalization, which implies person connection, communication with persons by hooking up chatbots. with the ability to engage in real-time conversations. And have you ever tried to get any information out of a chatbot? It's a little bit like asking Google what your wife would like for Christmas. 
Oh my goodness. Content generation. And this is great because it tells you how great content. I feel like this article is written by a content generating AI, but it lacks true common sense, as does this article, and can be tricked into saying biased and incorrect things or making basic mistakes that an average human would never make who has a brain and understands anything about marketing. <laughs> Sentiment analysis. Though we're not even going to stop on that one. Predictive lead scoring. As statistics go, companies that apply lead scoring algorithms have seen about a 20% improvement in conversion rates. And I want to know, compared to what? Compared to nothing? And what are you converting? Right? Are you... Are you sending leads to the field salespeople? You know, I'll I'll stack telemarketing center, a telecenter with some decent questions way beyond. If you can beat that by 20% with your algorithms, I'll eat my land's end black turtleneck. That's the closest thing I got to a to a case study, but I just don't believe it. Okay. And he's <laughs> it says in here that that AI marketing has been around a few decades. Well, you know, I did the first talk at the New York Hilton that had a computer hooked up to a screen. And they said, why would you ever want to want to have a computer involved in a presentation? And the topic was using computers in marketing. So don't tell me about when computers got started and when AI got started. 87%, according to Gartner Group, of AI projects never even get to ROI, which is why there's never... There's never any case studies in articles like these. And I just can't believe that Forbes would print this stuff, except that everybody's so hungry for, for real examples that they put this stuff out. It's just, it's depressing. That's enough for today. I hope you found out what I really think. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. A comment is worth 20 likes and a share I think is worth even more on the YouTube and the LinkedIn algorithms. If you if you wanted AI success, talk to somebody who's made millions of dollars with it. Find somebody like that. And I can tell you, you're gonna have a hard time finding it because I haven't found one good AI case in marketing ever, in any article ever. And I look at this for this stuff every day, okay? Why? Because they don't have a labeled data set. They don't know who's watching the TV when the ad runs. They don't know who's, who's glancing at the ad or not. And unless you can tell me who looked at your ad and engaged with it and didn't buy, you haven't got, the, the, you haven't got half of the equation for making AI and machine learning work. Have a great day. Love to hear about your AI project. Prove me wrong, Rem. I'd be happy to have you on my show. Bye-bye. Oops. That's no good. I don't know. I might be broadcasting now.